Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. I am Gabriel Devine. On behalf of Titanic, I am recording this before we air the Randy Hales episode. Due to some of the uh, background settings and things, we were going to try to edit out some of the background noise from the recording that we did with Randy Hales at the Wendy's. But while recording, you know, on a live setting like that, you end up getting background noise, kind of like what I'm getting now, so it's no big deal. Um... If I would have edited everything out that we heard in the background that night, it would have took out some of the some of the conversations that we had with Randy because of the way the editing system that we have works. It wouldn't have dumbed down the background noise as much as I needed it to. It would have dumbed down everything so that uh, you wouldn't have heard us talking as much as we were. So due to that, we did not edit this podcast. So you're going to hear some vacuuming. You're going to hear the Wendy's employees talking. Uh, no, we did not assault Wendy's employees with cookies, even though there was an attempt to, but, uh, we do hope you enjoy this podcast with Randy Hills. Yes, we did. Uh, it will sound like we started over several times during this podcast due to the fact that we were doing this podcast recording, another podcast recording, as well as some video recording and other things on the side. But this was a very entertaining podcast. It was one of the most fun that we've done. We spent uh, a couple hours with Randy at Wendy's. Uh, this past Saturday night, and uh, or this past Friday night, as a matter of fact, and um, we were able to uh, get this podcast recorded and out to you guys, and we hope you enjoy it. So, for Titanic and Randy Hales, I am Gabriel Devine, and uh, we hope you enjoy this show uh, and keep listening. This is going to be one of many that we do with some Memphis legends and other legends around the area. And stay tuned for an announcement about our live event that we'll be doing coming up real soon. We hope you enjoy the Randy Hills interview. It should be starting right after my voice ends here. Enjoy, ladies and gentlemen. This is Randy Hills. Thanks for listening. I am Gabriel Devine. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I am Gabriel Devine. He is Titanic. We are live on location today to get this interview in and... uh, Carl, uh, I've got plenty to say. He's a great man and a great talent and been involved in so much in wrestling in his entire life. And just, uh, it's an honor to be sitting at the table with him today to shut my mouth and let him do the talking because I just. Let's let him do his introduction. Ladies and gentlemen. It's the owner, the founder and the president of Power Pro Wrestling. Hello again, everybody. This is Randy Hales at Wendy, right around. No, is this ringside? I don't see no ring. Yeah, I don't ring. either. We're right <laughs> along the kitchen, all ready to go talking Memphis wrestling. This will be fun, guys. Thanks for having me. It's an honor to have you, brother. And we start off, you know, we ask everybody how you got your start and your inspiration into this business, sir. I'm doing so many podcasts, I can feel I can... Uh, answer this question it's almost programmed in the answers but you know I've got hooked on Memphis wrestling and wrestling in general remember it was a different time we didn't have cable television it was just uh, over the air antenna television and I watched channel 13 out of Memphis the ABC affiliate and it had Memphis wrestling started going to the Memphis wrestling got a hook up with the Memphis wrestling started being the ring guy to take the jackets back the bell ringer the timekeeper then I was 13, I became the ring announcer and then started promoting towns and it ended uh, up that I had a dream, had a dream everybody said that wouldn't be attained. It was a dream that I was able to not only attain, but I was able to overachieve 
became part of the office in Memphis, became the booker in Memphis, the general manager, and then later on I became the founder, the owner, and president of Power Pro Wrestling. We did that from 98 to 2001. So the first time anybody saw me at all wrestling-wise was in about 1971 or 72. That's 10 or 11 years old. And here we are at age 57. I'm, um, on the road again, was at a wrestling show at the Dyer County Fair in Dyersburg, Tennessee. Rode with Bill Dundee, or he rode with me, as a matter of fact. <laughs> um, the last Saturday, we were um, at what's that name of the casino? Owl Capri uh, yes. in Lula, Mississippi, and that was fun. Uh, Jerry Lawler was there. It was a tribute to Lance Russell and Brian Lawler. And that was great. I got to to be the guest commissioner for that night. I got to do a little promo and uh, and a little little deal on Lance and Brian both. Made the king tear up a little bit. I want maybe a little too heavy, but I was I was telling the truth. So a lot's going on. I'm kind of in between and in between engagements right now by choice you know for the last three years been at King Jerry Lawless Hall of Fame Bar and Grill as a general manager you know life on Bill Street and um, just tired and burned out and ready to do something else so now we're exploring other options and as always when I need a backup plan something to do something to make a few bucks with it's wrestling so that's what I'm doing understandable you know why because I'm wrestling born and wrestling bred and when I die by God, I'll be wrestling dead. Hell yeah, I love it. So, I, I'm, I'm, I don't want to stumble and stammer too much. Well, that's okay. You can edit it. Power <laughs> We're still working on the editing thing. I've let me throw my this technology in. Skills let are... me throw this in. In the last several weeks, I've done this. Is well, you want to tell the truth about this? Yeah, we we uh, lost go ahead. it. I lost it last Saturday. We I spent an hour this. of my time on a Saturday. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> I had a busy day. I had to go to the Dial of Capri, and what happened? Go ahead and admit it right I, here in front of God and I everybody. I was trying to edit on the computer, and then I saved everything and got ready to, uh, to leave the house, and the computer fried for some reason before I could even get it shut off. It lost every podcast that we had recorded that day. We had sat there. We had been up Friday night until like 2 in the morning podcasting with it with all kinds of people and then we got on the phone with Randy the next morning and uh, the computer just, it just lost kind of rolled. it. A, a bad day just started with now, it was a rough now, weekend. When for you us broke after the that. news to me, when you broke that news, did you get the feeling that I was uh, upset at all that I had to do this thing again? Did you get the uh, Well I the figured feeling? you had so much fun with us you, you just Well it wasn't that. I just had, <laughs> here's the thing. I had so much experience in producing live television, doing a lot of podcasts and all. Things go wrong. And usually when things go wrong, when you do it again, it works out for the better. Now, right. this is a cool little atmosphere. I got my little props and, and we're Wendy's. I was starving, man. I've been, I'll tell you what I was doing today. I got in. Oh, trust uh, me. I've been, I've been following you all day. I was, <laughs> I was keeping everybody. Thing, I, I ate Skinny J's, had the seafood pasta. It cost 20 stinking dollars, Woo! but it is absolutely unreal. Then I went to the library and I posted this on Facebook, the very place that 50 years ago I would go when I first started having uh, homework, first started going to school, I would go to the Jonesboro Craighead County Public Library. And today, about 1.30, after I ate that seafood pasta, at Skinny J's, I went to the library, was there for about four 
uh, hours. You know, I've been working on my book. We're jumping all over, but that's okay. Been working on my book, The Birth, Life, and Death of Power Pro Wrestling. Now, I will probably change that title. I'll, I'm breaking the news to you, you guys, and I'll tell you why. I was finished with the book two months ago. It took me a month and a half maybe to write the book. But then things have happened. And one of the things is me leaving Jerry Lawler's Bar and Grill. So already, before it's even out, it's outdated. Second thing is, unfortunately, that Brian Christopher passed away um, at the end of July. Yeah, the end of July. And his funeral is on August the 3rd. And I needed to talk about that. So all kinds of things happened. And I felt I needed to make changes in the book. Well. I started sending the manuscript to a few few people, and at that point, Jerry Jarrett and I, who had gone 25 years without talking, he called me about the Brian situation, so we had started back talking. I had him scheduled for the Dundee birthday party October the 24th, which, by the way, I'm gone, so that's probably, Bill don't want to do it without me, so that probably won't happen, but Jerry will reach out, and we talk. Well, we talked, and we talked, and we talked, and, and so he... He called because he sensed that it's funny. Hadn't been around him 25 years, but reading my Facebook post, he he got the impression I was stressed out and I had something going on in my life. So he reached out and I explained to him everything. Uh, but I'm, we started talking about the book, told him he was doing that. So I sent him the manuscript and he read the first three chapters and the first three chapters are, are real personal and pulls at the heart uh, screen and it's the, the first part leading to the birth of Power Pro Wrestling. So the end of the USWA and the birth of Power Pro Wrestling. So he loved it. He's, oh my, he has 3,000 books in his library at home. He's read every single one of them. He is a big reader. He said, I've never been so compelled in my life. Uh, and so he suggested, he said, man, you need to either make two books out of this or uh, cut some things out. And there's stuff I could easily spend a hundred uh, pages running down an episode guide of the 154 Power Pro show. So there's stuff to cut. But anyway, he thought I should cover my whole life in wrestling, both personal and career-wise, uh, all that good uh, stuff. So I uh, I spent four hours at the library today, and that's exactly what I did. I added, I added a chapter. I already worked on, on uh, after the book um, type of thing, a bonus chapter, which is where I dealt with the leaving the club and, and Brian's situation. That was a pretty heavy chapter. But this chapter today, man, uh, I'm telling you, I'll get emotional talking about it today. We went the, the whole truth and nothing about the truth. So a young man here, your son, listening to this, so hopefully it'll go over his head. But we talked all, uh, you know, the old saying about rock and roll, sex, sex, drugs, and rock and uh, roll. It was, this was more like, I didn't go this uh, sexual route talking about that, but it, it's a lot. Drinking drugs and wrestling is, right. is what it was. Real heavy stuff, real heavy stuff from a bad point part of my life. The good thing is you go through tough, um, uh, tough times, but the strong will survive. And so it's just a great compelling part of the, the book. So I'm a busy man right now. I understand that. What inspired you to, to write the book and, and bring back reminiscing about Power Pro and, and everything? 
You know, that's a good question. I've never uh, been asked that question, so i got to think about it a little bit. That's not one of those random answers I right. told you about earlier. Somebody asks all the time, and I have a pat uh, answer. You know, everywhere I go, especially involved in at the when I was involved in the bar, people come in and talk and wrestling all the time. I, my, I have a pretty big Facebook uh, following, following and, and Twitter following, and, and people just want to, to mo know more about of Power Pro Wrestling, and we were the first ever developmental company for, we were NXT before there was an right. NXT. We were developmental before uh, Ohio Valley Wrestling was, and, and so we were the very first, so there's so many uh, stories, so I, I thought, just it came to me, I mean, it, or it just came to me and said, man, a, a book, there's a lot of good thing because it's a story the book is a story and I said this earlier but it's absolutely true it's a story that I thought non-wrestling fans would be or non-power pro fans non-wrestling people would understand because it's a story of life it's a story of a young kid with a dream that was being told that it was impossible then this kid not only achieved the, the, the dream he overachieved by coming by becoming let me work myself up by becoming the owner, the founder, and the president of Power Pro Wrestling. And then as quick as it got here, it went away. Part of it was timing. Part of it was betrayal. Part of it was dishonesty. There's a lot of things. But my whole dream, my whole life from the time I was 10 years old was to be in the wrestling business. And in one week period of time, in April of 2001, it went over. I'll save all the punchlines for that, I start the book out. As a matter of fact, that first chapter I posted on the Power Pro Wrestling Facebook page. Did you read yes, that? Yes, sir. Whole, I sure did get to read and that. I, and I left them, uh, close your ears, I, <laughs> I left them with a hook. And at that, that hook, I had a, a pole in my hand. Yes, sir. And I was fixing to freaking put somebody out for good. I've right. been in prison the rest of my life, and I had it drawn back, and I was fixing to do some business. And then all of a sudden, a police card a Memphis Police Department car. They had a precinct right across the street from Channel 5. Did you read the chapter? Yeah, I read it. So I'm telling you. And he pulled on, pulled that, uh, I had that pole, steel pole pulled back, and here he came. What are you doing? And I thought, I thought, quick. I was mad. And Brandon Baxter kept saying, he was with me. He said, calm, 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 calm. So I just said to the officer, because he said, when, when he asked me, I, the first thought was somebody to call the police because I just cussed everybody out of not too long before. Uh, so at that point, I thought they'd call the cops. But he said, hey, Randy, what are you doing, man? And just like that, I'm thinking, I can't tell him what I'm fixing, but what I'm thinking in my mind I'm going to do because that was to kill somebody. Uh, you know, you get, when, you, when, you, when you're mad, you ain't thinking. Man, you're not thinking. And when you had a dream in your life and you overachieved that and owned your own wrestling company and had a week's notice and it was gone, you damn straight. Well, excuse me. <laughs> you dang straight. Uh, I was mad. So the, the cop, I told him, man, even though that was the last TV show, apparently he wasn't watching that day. He was working. He didn't know that. I said, man, we just kind of rehearsed and never done that before in my life. We're kind of figuring out what we're doing on the next show he said be careful and by that time I'd cooled off right. and, and knew that if I then went in and did what I wanted to do I'd be, they, I'd be you'd have been in that cop car you know I'm a 
I've been in the wrestling business for a long, long time, which is a wild, crazy business. I've never, I've never, I've got speeding tickets, but a time or two, but, but never been arrested in my life. Never. Some of that period that I was talking about earlier probably should have been, but never have. So, but anyway, yeah, so I mean, that's, that's, uh, that's all cool. So, so that just evolved in that. Then it evolved into the selling the DVDs and I really, everybody followed me and you, Carl would put up a link maybe. Uh, maybe you already have. I have a few places that explains how to do it. I have two different uh, DVDs. I have uh, the month of May, which is now April was the first month of 1990, uh, uh, first month of the show, and I can't duplicate that to save my life. I'm having trouble, so I just started with May. This is five shows, building to the blast off in the dome, Mid South Coliseum, Jerry Lawler versus Kane uh, match. There's over 20 matches on this sucker, and um, five shows, uh, five shows in, in May, and it's absolutely tremendous. They're on sale, and this DVD on sale for $15. Check my Facebook page, and give a brother Blake a break. I don't have a job, guys. <laughs> but uh, this this is May, all five weeks of May, and I'm gonna give you guys for helping me promote this a compliment. Thank you, garbage. sir. Now, this is July of 98. You ain't getting this, uh -oh. and I'll tell you uh -oh. why. <laughs> it's uh, July of 98 includes the July the 4th show, which is the only live local primetime, primetime, primetime show ever in the history of Memphis, the Rumble on the River, plus the other shows, the 11th, 18th, and 25th of July, and we were uh, pushing for the July Mid-South Coliseum show that had Lawler against the Giant King and a big, the big story of this of July was me and Lawler and then the semifinal match at that July Coliseum show we're building that on this state is uh, Brian Christopher challenging intercontinental champion Rocky Maivia. The Rock and Brian met in July at the Mid-South Coliseum. Now I'll tell you why I'm not giving this away uh, right now. Um, I have about 20 of these uh, suckers, but for some reason I didn't um, I didn't copy as as many of this. I've already promised Jerry Jarrett I'm sending this. He's never seen a Power Pro show. Uh, oh wow! Even he never he's it. never. He watched. Oh, he didn't. He he, I, he set me up today because he said now after I put you over, he put me over the whole thing. He said he said I am upset with you about uh, something. I thought he was being serious. He got me. Uh, and he said, here I have spent a fortune uh, coming up uh, with ideas for Jerry Lawler entrances. Interest. said, I built a throne and I had 12 people bring him out like a gladiator. Now I'm telling you, Jerry, Jarrett's podcast. But then he talked about Lawler coming out on the horse and, and all that. And then uh, said, and then Randy Hales the person that I thought I taught everything, uh, thing I, I knew, I didn't. He said, you had Lawler come out in a hel helicopter, which wasn't really true, but there was a hel helicopter involved. The helicopter had a shot of Lawler coming in uh, on a Mustang convertible. That, that's funny. This DVD has that show. It's just tremendous, tremendous, tremendous. And $10 for the one with four shows, $15, 
see, I, at least I've given you something. I gave you the whole free shows and the $15 thing. But I have plenty of those, and I just have, I can look, but I have six or seven uh, more of that. So go to Facebook, check it out. You guys, if you don't know much, this audience is nationwide, worldwide. Yeah, right? yeah. worldwide. Oh, it's, it's worldwide. I'm telling you're heard in Canada and the UK and several other places. France, Australia, uh, yes. Scotland. Yes, sir. Hey, mate. I heard that word a long time. <laughs> Every time I talk to Bill Dundee, mate. Anyway, that, that's cool. I just want to tell you, if I'm sure you heard of Memphis Wrestling. So these DVDs is the the very last run, the hurrah of Memphis Wrestling. Real proud of the product. Now, if you want to get more knowledge, when that book comes out in November or December, December, as I said, that I changed the game uh, plan. So uh, I'd already talked about the first Memphis wrestling on television in the mid fifties. So, so I did a little setup, but we go, we go in major, major uh, detail from the time I became in the office in uh, 1986 on, and even I, I uh, um also and it's pretty interesting. Uh, the very first time I ever wrote a wrestling television show in my life, and I explained that on the Jarrett podcast, this is so so much over the years. Obviously being on the road so much, there's not every, I can't just say, I'm limited now because you're, you're, you're okay, say what you need to, he's heard plenty. He's been around, he hears plenty he's been around wrestling since he's been born. That's so. not how I was raised. I, I understand. I tried not to say bad stuff, not that... I hadn't Slipped messed up, up every once in a while. The way I was raised, I tried not to cuss around right. women or young children. How do you, buddy? Give me the number on your hand. Can you show him? Just tell me. They won't see you. They can't see you. Nobody's going to hear you. Just show him your hand. Show, show me your hand. Good. I don't think he likes me very well. He's just shy. <laughs> I know it. Are you five? All right. I was five once. About uh, 52 years ago. Oh my God. Yeah. But anyway, so I, 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 okay, we won't talk about you anymore. Hey, did you eat all the French fries? Are they all? He gone? ate most of them. Oh, that's good. I still have some cookies over here. Do you want some cookies? No. I'm trying to be nice here. Work with me. <laughs> he don't work with anybody, does he, Carl? <laughs> well, you know, so got a lot uh, coming on now. We're, we're going to do show and tell now. Let me get my All right. I will show you all some cool stuff. Okay. Now, for the first time in my... Get your phone and we'll take pictures of it, and that way we can... Everything he shows, if he's all right with that, we'll post it to our page and yeah, share it. And, sure. And, and do all that. Now, full-time in the wrestling business, never in my life did I have merchandise. Right. Because I was busy. Uh, first of all, made good money and didn't need right. merchandise. Uh, and didn't really think that the people would pay. When I was a heel as a performer, I darn sure didn't want them to, to buy my merchandise. But anyway, I got a Carl, get ready, because I got something cool for you. I got something cool for you. Take a look at this oh, picture. Oh, man, look at there. This is the picture of Jerry Jarrett, who was the owner, founder, and president of Jarrett Promotions. He's the brain trust behind Memphis Wrestling. Did you get that picture right there in the corner? Did you get that? My first wrestling job, pals. Taking pictures? Taking pictures? No. I was the ring oh, attendant. The ring? I, that's right. You see that one? That's me right. at 12 or 13 years old. There? That's me at 12 or 13, a long time ago. My job was to go to the ring, 
and get the ring jackets. I wish I had a picture of me announcing, but I, I don't. Mom, go ahead. Try to see if I'm alive. We'll do it all. So I'll hold up on this little plug. But he's gonna try to get us on. Can we pause maybe? this, or yeah. you can clean it up though, right? I can maybe. pause this one. This one will keep recording. Okay. This is our backup. Yeah, right? this is our backup plan. Wait a minute, buddy. This one I can edit. This one I have to put onto the big computer that we just got to edit, but it'll still, I can clean it up because yeah, they were making them and stuff. The show we did last week was real good. I was real happy with it, but just this is live and right. it's in person, a live deal. This, it feels more personal yeah, and, and stuff. And I do apologize for losing it. No, this I'm still better. young and inexperienced when it comes to, be, to technology. I happen to be so. in town. And he happened to see that I wasn't down. He's a stalker, man. Stalking. He stalks everybody. Good Lord. We were we were dealing with Chase Stevens at one point. He was stalking him. Will you quit? I know you're tired. We'll be done shortly. We'll wrap this up pretty quickly if we can get ever get on Facebook Live here. Can you stop? Do you need me to do it for you, Carl? Do you know what you're doing? Look, last week he got drunk and was on Facebook Live and posted a bunch of shit he didn't need to be posting. Oh. <laughs> Are we on? All right, ladies and gentlemen, Gabriel Devine and Titanic on Wrestling with the Locals. We're joined by... I'll let you the do. owner, the founder, the president of Power Pro Wrestling. Hello again, everybody. This is Randy Hills right along kitchen side, not ringside, because we're at Wendy's in Jonesboro doing this podcast for, what's the name of the podcast, by the way? Wrestling with the Locals. Wrestling with the Locals. And brother, you don't call me a local, 30 years, 40 years of the Memphis Territory, and all of a sudden I'm local. I might be born and raised because <laughs> I was rolling good. You were. I got it on this one, though, so we'll be able to edit it and save that part. Do I need to shut the, the one off on my phone? and do, I just record it. Did you record? Okay, just record it. While you're doing that. Video record, right? There you go. Just video record it, and we can, I can edit that and put it on the page. So we're going to go ahead and ride along with the podcast. And back to your show and tell. Well, we need to, uh, you want to do an intro on this video? On the video, yeah. We'll go ahead and do an intro on the video. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Gabriel Devine. The cameraman for this episode is going to be Titanic. I am joined today by... The owner, the founder... The president of Power Pro Wrestling. Hello again, everybody. This is Randy Hales right along ringside. No, no, no we're no, not on no. no. kitchen side. Yes, sir. We're at Wendy's in Jonesboro, Arkansas, doing the Wrestling with Locals podcast. And we talked about a lot of stuff. The reason I'm doing this is I did it last Saturday, the audio part, <laughs> and, then, and old silly over here lost everything that I did. But that's okay because a lot of time I'm used to live producing live television. Things go wrong. And more often than not, it turns out better. We're here in Jonesboro. We're live. Your young man, your son is here watching this. And so we're having a lot of fun. I ate some Wendy's hamburgers, Cornette's oh, gimmick, yeah. the triple cheeseburger. So we're having fun. <laughs> but we're right in the middle. We'll show that deal. That is, you can Facebook me at Randy Hills. And for the first time ever, the Power Pro Wrestling uh, Library, a little bit of a time. That is May. That's five shows. That's $15. This is the July, say that, July 1998. There's four shows that includes the first or and the only live local primetime show in Memphis wrestling history, Rumble on the River. So we're doing a show and tell. We've got the videos. 
I don't have a job, folks. So, so check <laughs> me out. out. Check me out. Facebook, yeah. Facebook, Something Facebook, out. and I'll tell you. And you get to talk to me on the phone. The way I'm doing it right now is all you do. My phone number's on there. Call me. I got the little gimmick, PayPal, and I take your number. And then if it goes through, I send you the tape. If it doesn't go through, tough. You know what the, said the kitty. Now, <laughs> the young man's here, so that's I why I didn't. Say, that's why I didn't say titty. Uh, oh, I said it. <laughs> <laughs> Now we're doing a show and tell. You know, I never did merchandise in my my whole whole life, but now it's pretty cool. And I got some pretty uh, cool stuff that we sell. And some of the stuff I have just printed it for me. And this picture right here is of the owner, the founder, and president of Jarrett Promotions, Jerry Jarrett, the original Double J. Jerry Jarrett. Now look at that young man right there. Are you getting that, Carl? Oh, okay. That young man. Make sure you get the camera in there, Carl was not the owner, founder, and president of Power Pro Wrestling, but I was the stooge, the ring guy, the jacket carrier of USWA Wrestling, but hell, everybody had to start somewhere, and that's my start, that's Jerry Jarrett, and that's a very young Randy Hills. Look what I look at. Now my latest wrestling picture you know, that I, I took, this was this past Saturday night, Oh, see that? See Jerry the King Lawler? Jerry the King Lawler and Randy Hills at the Isle of Capri. I was a special guest commissioner. Oh, they worked me hard. I had to do the tribute for, for I, I hate to say I had to. I was asked to, an honor to do the tribute to Brian Lawler and to Lance Russell. So I was able to introduce that situation, introduce Lance's son, um, Shane, got in the ring. And then I, I, of course, introduced Lawler, and that was Great, and I served as a guest commissioner. There was some cheating going around, uh -oh. on guys. So I had to, and I tried to cheat my buddy building. He had to roll with him. I wasn't gonna ride back 100 miles with him being in a bad mood. So I no. came out and restarted the match, and he won. <laughs> some people would think that's cheating, but you got to do what you got to do. You got to have the owner, <laughs> the founder, and the president. So what the heck? So that's that picture. This one's cool. This one of me, Thomas Marlin. And my mentor, Eddie Marlin, a couple of years ago, Eddie's 89 years old. This past year, Thomas passed away. So this, this is a pretty cool picture. This is Bill Dundee and Eddie Marlin a couple of years ago. So Eddie was probably about nine, uh, 87. I was trying to say 90-something. Man. <laughs> He's going to get you. I hope he gets it. No. Eddie's been watching this. This is the – he's not, believe me. Jerry Jarrett might be. But Eddie Marlin's Jerry the, follows uh, Facebook uh, very yeah, well. Yeah. Uh, this is me in front of the Mid-South Coliseum in Memphis, the dome that the king built. That's a cool little picture. Shout out, I got a lot of cool stuff here. Yeah, yeah, I, got, I was hey, blessed, look I was blessed how, to get to wrestle there one time. The Hall of Fame ceremony, Memphis Wrestling Hall of Fame, this, no, that, I'm lying. This was just a special meet and greet. This wasn't the Hall of Fame. This is Jerry Lawler, Randy Hill, and Mick Foley, who did an appearance there at the club, and that was good. This one? A week before he entered the WWE Hall of Fame, me, Jerry Lawler, and Double J, Jeff Jarrett, that's J-E, Double F, J-A, W-R, E, Double T, that's Jeff Jarrett, the world's greatest wrestler, yes, sir. the world's greatest singer, and that's all I remember. The world's greatest entertainer. Yes, hey, speaking of Mick Foley, here's Mick and Randy. All right. Sam, cool stuff. Yeah, you do, man. You've got all kinds of memories. One last. Eight by ten or any house, Power Pro Wrestling. And that says at the bottom, the Ooh. owner, 
hoof foundry. I do that better than you do. Yes, he I does. do that Very better than you do. So. Because I do it with inflection. I do it with emotion. I do it with passion. passion. I do it like this. The owner, the founder, and the president of Power Pro Wrestling. Well, when you grow up, kid, maybe you'll get it. Damn. <laughs> you cussed. I told you about that. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're rolling right along here. We are enjoying this interview, and I, I, I kind of am glad that I lost the first one because we're getting so much out of this second one. That, I've done more than that and, since then. And you have, man. Hey, you got to do the whoa, island whoa, show whoa, and, and everything. Don't try to steal my view. I told you hey, you I couldn't have that he one. He was the one over there with that. I didn't do it. I'm over here. I still want you to eat my cookie. You want the cookie? You don't want the cookie? Yeah. Who can I throw it at? Uh-oh, he's going to throw the cookie. How about that person over there? Oh, oh, well, the oh, we're the play fixing to be ending. <laughs> we're fixing to get thrown out of Wendy's. <laughs> it won't be the first time. Amen. I mean, it'll be my Waffle first time getting kicked out of Wendy's. I've been thrown out of Wendy's, brother. So, uh... Hey, he's talking on the podcast. Hey. All right. You won't get thrown out. You know I was just teasing, don't you? I'm just joking. He'll just run out. Run out. <laughs> you know, one uh, Where would you hide? Let me ask him. Hold on. Where would you hide if you ran out? Want me to tell you a good thing? Somewhere good. Somewhere good. I'll tell you a bad thing, too. Underneath the car, that's bad. Yeah. You know why? Because then somebody might get in the car and run over you. Uh, I would hide behind a, uh, a tree or you know, something. Nothing about cars. If you if you hid in the, tr- on, in the pickup, in the bed of the pickup truck, and then somebody comes out you don't know, not know you're in there. If you have a blanket over, he'd drive off and we'd never find you again. That'd be, that'd be bad. But you could tell them this when they stopped and the police came, came around and, say, and they said, do you know anybody important? You say then, what does he say? You know, the, the owner, owner, the, the founder, founder, and, and the president, president of Power Pro, Pro Wrestling, Wrestling, Randy Hills. My God. <laughs> Hey, let me do a tangent here. I don't know. He's getting tired, and we need to wrap this up. The podcast, the reason I like podcasts, the the one with Jerry Jarrett, except the one with Waller, we don't talk about nothing, just like like producing the wrestling show. I'm saying we didn't talk about, there wasn't some stuff we talked about, but, but getting your personalities over, you left it to the wrestler. You wouldn't let them go out and say the F word. Right. Or talk about something that didn't make no sense unless it was Jimmy Bay, and that's right. all he did. But it got overdoing than that. I like doing doing this because you can take a conversation and you can lead the conversation. I don't know if y'all figured out, out or not. I'm manipulating you guys <laughs> as the experienced producer of, of 40 years. So I, obviously, anything I, I want to do, I want to uh, talk about what I want to talk right. about. The way I want to talk about it, uh, and uh, I'm, I'm leading, I'm calling the match on this podcast. That's what that's I'm doing. Yeah. That's and what that's, a ring general does. Yeah, that's like, and it's so easy, and we get good uh, stuff, and, and you know, I like adding stuff. I like the young man, what's his name? Riley. I like Riley talking to us a little bit. He warmed up with me. I like talking about that podcast that got stolen, went away, that you lost. <laughs> You think the owner, founder, and president would lose a podcast? But I have a lot of silly things. I'll tell you a story that just came to my head 25, 30 years ago. Eddie Marlin was not at television. His job was always 
you know how we used to to have um, have highlights from the Mid South Coliseum mm -hmm. for our video office, and Randy West, Eddie's other son-in-law, got that together. And Eddie wasn't going to TV, but Eddie used to always pick it up at the office and take it to TV. Well, I knew the fact of that that Eddie, Eddie was somewhere else before I had to leave. So, so he rode down with somebody else. So I was going to take his truck. As a matter of fact, so I picked up the videos, all the tapes that we had to have, very important for for the Coliseum. I got a hundred miles down the road after picking up Eddie's vehicle, remembering those dang tapes were in the back of my car, <laughs> not in the truck, which was going. So I was, I was at at the river. I was uh, was at about the 133. I don't know if that means anything to you or not. Uh, but uh, so I, w I was almost uh, 100 miles into the, the trip. I had to turn around and, uh, and go back and get them out of my car. But that would have been devastating and terrible if I right. wouldn't have realized it sooner. To the, oh, to the <laughs> next morning, it would it would it would have been real bad. We wouldn't have had that, and right. I, would, uh, I wouldn't have. Uh, it wouldn't have been a good uh, situation. So I kind of almost lived for stuff going on. Right because it usually makes a better product. One more uh, story I remember back in, in about uh, 94. So we had a TV show book. Waller and Jeff Jarrett both, we'll make this quick story and we'll, we'll, we'll kill this thing off. But let me tell this story because, because it's funny. Actually, the date was around 1989. I had a TV show written Lawler and Jeff was in Dallas on a, a Friday night, so I was staying. Don't tell nobody. I was staying at, at some girls. We call we called her Lady Tojo. You can imagine what she looked like. <laughs> but that's okay. Look like you. I swear. <laughs> Any, really? He probably was wearing a yeah, wig. Well, no, from from neck down, big, big. Oh, okay. But anyway, she had money. I stay. I was staying at her house, and so early in the morning, about six thirty in the morning. Lawler calls me and said, Randy, we got issues. I said, okay. He said, our flight is being postponed, but said, uh, said we'll be, be there um, around uh, uh, 8.30. I said, well, that's before I'll get there. That's <laughs> fine, no problem. And then he said, okay, I just want to give you a heads up. Thank you. Then about uh, 9 o'clock, he said, we're still in Dallas, and that's when you think, uh-oh. Then at 9.30, 10 o'clock, still in Dallas. And so I said, oh, my goodness. And I said, well, are you coming? And he said, well, yeah. He's now we're com coming. He said, we should be there about 1130. I said, okay, I'll rewrite the TV. I'll reformat the TV. I'll put you all later on the show. We got it good. So I changed up a, a, a little bit. That's why a booker always writes in pencil, not pen. So I, cha I changed it up. And um, so so then I didn't hear. Well, it came 1130. And the show at the time went from 11 to 12.30. So, so about 11.30, so no phone call uh, even. And so I said, whoops, we're going to have him in the 11.30 segment, so we got to change this. Well, we kept changing. Finally got a call, and it was about, just landed about 5 or 10 minutes after 12, 20 minutes left in the, the show. So, so he called, and he said, I don't think we'll make it. I said, just drive as fast as you can. And uh, it said live television. I said, wow. said, if you make it, 
we'll get you on. If you don't make it, we just won't draw Monday night. Right. I said, it's one of those, can't be helped. Uh, I've done as good a job I can on this TV, and I can cover it with who I got. Right. Uh, just, I think I might have had Dundee go out and do a long promo. I probably rambled on even more than I'm doing tonight. Uh, <laughs> but I had to because we had to. But anyway, so we didn't get Jeff on the uh, TV at all. I was in what's called now the gorilla position. I was always upstairs in the control room, but at that, uh, and, and would send the messages down. But at that time, time I was on the headset, but I was down right at the entrance uh, to the studio. So whatever happened, happened, and I can do it. Waller, uh, Waller walked uh, in with about, uh, we went off the air at like 12, 28, 30 or something uh, like that and uh, he walked in at, at 12 27 30 35 something uh, like that so they they walked in I said Jeff no time I said you know your match Monday night about a 45 second interview and he was and I was saying go 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 and he was, he was had to say thing I said just just you in the show I said they'll count you uh, down and we made it through it. Awesome. That's was the house good? Not real good. Was it disastrous? Absolutely not. You know, we made chicken. Right. Solid out of chicken poopy. There you go. That's, That's all you can did. do in this business, man. All right. Well, I guess uh, we probably still got a hundred questions Ooh, to ask, but we'll. Well, I just afraid. I was afraid he's sleepy. He is sleepy. He is, but so he'll be up all night. Oh, he will be. We'll get back to the house and we'll put one. What time is it anyway? What time? It's is only nine. Oh, is that? Yeah, We've it's been only about, about an hour. But we don't want to keep you too no, long. No, I'm good. So. I'm a wrestling business guy. I can hey, go all night long. That's right, brother. If you have any questions, let's do two or three and let me catch my breath a little bit. Okay. Oh, can I moan about something? I stop. This is Arkansas. I'm used to being in Memphis and Mississippi. Right. I stop. At Casey's General Store, and yeah. the good thing was the gas uh, was about five cents a gallon cheaper than right. or what I paid yesterday in Memphis. But the tobacco, man. Oh man, it's ridiculous. I do uh, Grizzly because it's supposed to be the cheapest certain stuff. Right. Grizzly dip is what I do. Usually pay between two ninety-five and about at the most three fifty. At right. the most three fifty. Normally around three. But I walk in there because I have about a half a can left. It cost six bucks, wasn't it? It was uh, like six fifty in tax. This guy, there's a gas station right here across the road. I, I dip skull, uh-huh. and uh, I get it. And it's like five. Well, that's like still five too something. But it's the cheapest place here in this town. Yeah, and that's still. That's I'm not paying that's that. That's still too much. I'll just do without. I'll do but without until I, I get. Uh, and it's probably the same in West Memphis. I live in West Memphis. I'll go across the river tomorrow. Right. We go Darn to straight. I go to Mr. T's. Oh yeah, and buy the roll. It's, how how it's much like can eighteen dollars a roll? Right, and I can just buy the roll and and live off the roll for like a two weeks and a half. Uh, now the little roll with five cans or the big roll? The little roll. You know, I do three rolls a week. Good lord, I ain't that bad yet. <laughs> Give it time. Kid. A lot of stress, right? boys. A lot of stress. I understand, brother. <laughs> okay, hit questions after me. You got any questions for him? Uh, I know that we did. I know, we had a lot of, we I know had, he started with USWA. Everybody, I mean, kind of gets How that. long was it with uh, between USWA and uh, Power, Power Pro? Pro? About three months. 
Was it three months? Yeah, three or four months. Long, three months of my life. Not, right. not very long. The thing I got out while the getting was good because they had changed ownership, they had sold it, and I knew it wasn't going to end up good. I had a good relationship. Three, the three years before, before that, you know, Jerry Jack wasn't involved in it at all. It burned out, and so three years straight, I'd booked the territory and wrote the television. So the one person, Lawler was involved. Some, some they'd see him at the TV, and he'd always obviously book his own stuff. But basically, the person that the TV station dealt with with the production of the TV and the writing or whatever problems that came up or whatever was me. And I, I wanted to get out while the getting was good because I thought at the time, said, if this goes haywire, and it will, it'll go south quick. Right. Uh, I need to be there to pick up the, uh, the pieces. So I wanted to, I had a good reputation. And uh, sure, if you have a good reputation, you can have something, a wrestler can slip and say a bad word and you apologize for it and you'll be forgiven. Right. But when you have silly stuff going on by people that hadn't proven themselves, then uh, you, you, you can't get you can't get away with it. But anyways, so just it wasn't long at all. During the period of time where it went away, sad story. This went away, uh, and Power Pro came. Corey Macklin and I went to see. Is that yours? Yeah. I tried to steal your ticket. <laughs> that income tax. No. Corey Macklin and I. <laughs> listen, part of this. Well, no, really, none of this is a good story because there's strategy all the way around right. the story now, but it wasn't back at the time. Corey Macklin and I, Corey's dad, and Larry Finch, do you know, you guys know who Larry yeah, Finch Coach is? Finch. Coach Finch. Uh, one of the uh, huge uh, Memphis celebrity from high school and from Memphis State, he, he was a basketball player, then became the coach. So Larry was with us, and Corey was with us, and uh, Corey's dad. During that trip, to St. Louis on on a Friday. I forgot who even uh, called us, but we got a call with somebody telling us that our buddy Dave Brown, who at this point, I was gone, I had quit, Corey had quit, David quit, we all had quit, that's why we're going to a baseball game. Right. Dave was even invited, but he couldn't go because his daughter was getting married that weekend. Middle daughter. Well, the one of the daughters, right, no, the middle daughter was on the, had, had a young two, three-year-old, and she was pregnant, and she was on her way to her uh, sister's rehearsal dinner at her mom and dad's house there in Memphis, and a drunk driver plowed right in uh, to her on Highway 64, and she was killed. We, we got that news uh, on uh, on the way to St. Louis. But we went and uh, enjoyed the game as much as possible, and then Corey and I got back for for early the next week where where we went to the visitation and the funeral and, and all that. Sad, sad, tragic, tragic thing. I admire Dave and his wife Margaret for being a strong and, and the surviving <coughs> sisters for doing so good. Another tragic part about the story of our, our uh, trip to St. Louis, out of the people in the car, I'm the only one alive. Only one alive. I didn't know if that... You should have seen the rain, man, and the storms last night. I was wow. thinking for a minute I'd meet my maker last night. It, it was, was horrible driving, horrible driving. I was at work and it. It was, it was bad last night. So one other question, and uh, I asked it on the last recording. and uh, Did I answer? Yes. Okay. And we lost. I know what the question is. We lost the name. Right? Yeah, and, and, and I know everybody because everybody wants to know. This is one of my pat answers. 
Yeah, making, this one. You're not making me think of that. Yeah, this one's going to be real oh, easy for you. You're going to make him think on yours. Oh, yeah. My, mine's going to trump yours because everybody wants to know: Is there a future? Are you bringing back Power Pro Wrestling? The answer, you know, you never say never. Stock answer, and you right. never say uh, natural. And I get that question asked, and it's a natural thing. All of a sudden, for the first time in years, all of a sudden, I have a presence right. in the wrestling community. People say I have wrestlers asking me that. You right. just had it uh, last night. It's like people think I'm kayfabing them or 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 what whatever. I just understand the land they have absolutely no desire whatsoever. Too hard to get TV. I think it's impossible to get t- right. TV in a studio when that's what I do. Uh, if if a money guy came along and I thought I'm not the type that would just right send somebody break the guy because I've been where it's me on the line so I understand that so many people just take the person's money to it runs out and it never leads to anybody unless I had a game plan had the right talent had the right television but no I like doing this this on a Friday night, um, got to head back to Memphis in a little bit. We were going to record, re-record the podcast later on, so now I can sleep in. Right, right. Yeah, you get to sleep in tomorrow. Five o'clock in the morning. Yeah, we won't. So I will turn the. I would turn the the alarm alarm. Or I know I would. I would turn. I'll turn the. I'll throw the thing. Somebody in Where's that girl? Where's that girl that I was going to throw a cookie to? A phone. The phone would hurt. More. So did that answer your question? Yes, sir. And, and I'm really not avoiding or no. or te- or just giving you the line. Now, if if a hell of a deal came around, right. around, but just to run shows, uh, for the the actor running shows uh, and putting my money at stake, and and because I wouldn't want to do it unless it's done right. I'm right. I'm not not doing that. I'm more than happy to go be somebody's uh, guest ring announcer, guest commissioner, guest general manager. I'm willing to go on a weekly, maybe I work better weekly on a weekly uh, show, and I've done this with several different, two different local promotions two or three years ago. I'd be glad to consult, be glad to book, but you know, me booking the, honestly, the talent, the talent, even though the, the crowds will triple at least, maybe four or five t- uh, times more, just because I've been around a long time, one from the best, the Jerry Lawler's, Bill Dundee's, Jerry Jarrett's have been around Jim Cornette. We've learned together at the same uh, time. So I can help uh, these towns. But what shocks the talent is the younger wrestlers today, most of them, they book their own stuff. They do whatever they, they want to, and they're not used to somebody laying stuff out in detail. Or if something goes wrong in the match, uh, somebody fussing at them. Right. I don't fuss. I just say, hey, brother, this is what you did. This is why you shouldn't have done it. This would have been a good idea to do it. You always have to give reasons. But the young talent today, they they want to be the stars. They want to come out there. Some of them don't get paid at all. Some of them five or ten uh, dollars. And there's a reason why they're just getting five or ten dollars. There's nobody there that knows that's experience. There's a formula to this business. If I had a dollar every time Bill Dundee said me said that to me, there's a formula to this business. And when you don't adhere to the formula, you're screwed. So that answers that question. Yes, so I just like doing what I'm doing now. Question: When, what year was it that uh, you and uh, Moondog Spot started working together, where we were switching talent, talent was coming back and forth? 
from Osceola. We did we did that several different times, but that was with a, a Power Pro. So my guess that I could rip out of I know I, my folder, not I could figure it out right now. But guessing, we don't have to do that. Nineteen, I would say nineteen ninety nine. I just got an email. That's what I'm thinking. Because, because I know you and Brandon came up one night on a more than one on night a work, on a, well, yeah. yeah, but this was a workout night. Well, I don't remember. I don't remember that. And uh, I was doing a lot of drugs back in those days. <laughs> oh, is that when those days? Oh, <laughs> move on, move on. But you and Brandon showed up. No, I, that's a lie. Let me stop that. That is an absolute lie. So, so what I, did I say? It was I, old, I did, beginning of old age, or I, no? Uh, I mean, I've done. Why a lot are you gonna call him old? Just I've, old. I've done. Uh, uh, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. But you know, at the time, with the whole run of Power Pro Wrestling, I, I didn't even drink nothing. My wildest period in my career. See that darn book, man. Uh, my wildest period in my uh, career was a three months time. That's it. Right. That's the only time I had issues, and brother, were they big time. But it was for three months um, in the late part of 96, early part of 97, as a matter of fact. To tell you the truth about the matter, the rest of the story about uh, the matter, that was the bad thing. But the Moondog thing, I remember, I can't remember every darn town that I've ever been to in my life or every workout. We were doing a workout, and and Dog was like, you you know, show show Randy and Brandon what you got, you know. You never know, they may... Is this the story where you did the thing with Beth? Yeah, and nobody showed up, and I ended up having to wrestle Dog's wife. Right. Funny, yeah. y'all, she busted my damn nose, and, <laughs> and that's the night I dropped you know, a leg on her, and she looked like she got a Brandon had pushed me uh, in a good way. He was trying to help me with these different talents, so, so Brandon brokered that relationship. So if I went, uh, I just went to... Because he wanted me to go. He booked me. Booked me there. How can you book? How can you book? How can you book the owner, the founder, and president of that good Brandon Baxter? He tell me to <laughs> One of the most interesting stories we did, and it was 100% Brandon. I laid out the television, but Brandon uh, helped. I set the direction of everybody, but every once in a while, Brandon would get a good eye. Deal with this particular time. It's a wonder I did it, and I've seen it recently, and it, it's uh, great. And it's probably happened in 2000, 2000, toward the end of 2000 or the first part of 2001. Brandon suggested the idea, and he had some balls to suggest that idea. First of all, that idea involved me. Now, my philosophy always to be real careful how. How much I suggested stuff to all. This what I did. Anything you want to? Anybody you want to work with, King? Anything you want to do on TV Saturday? Most of the time, he would say no, and then I said, Well, how, what about this? And then he would king it up right. uh, to to fit him. But that's how we worked most of the time. Well, normally, certainly, the stuff I would do, I would figure my own uh, stuff and. Basically, sometimes just uh, have my name down on the format. If it was a promo, figure it out when I started talking. Right. But knowing the direction booking-wise I was going, you can do that more. But Brandon came to me with an idea, and it was crazy, man. It was a crazy. It's a wonder I didn't take a baseball bat to him or whatever. <laughs> and it's a miracle, and I'm glad I said, okay, 
I was agreeable. But the idea that he had is Derek King at the time time had a roommate, his uh, and he was his manager, and his name was C. B. Wyatt. Do you all, do you remember C. Do you remember C. B. Yeah. So Brandon suggested this idea, and it was a pretty long story uh, arc. It's crazy story where uh, C. B. Wyatt all of a sudden started showing a little concern for me on television. I got beat up one day, and he was a mad heel, and all of a sudden, Dave Brown, it was a big smaz with a bunch of people on there. All of a sudden, Dave Brown told it, uh, pointed out, so what is she, CB doing with Remy? And he was just checking on me. Played it straight. Finally, one week at television, he said, Dave Brown, I've been calling, I've been calling, I've been calling. I want Randy Hills, I want Randy Hills out here right, right now. And Dave said, CB, he's busy. He's producing this television show. He's upstairs. We'll have him come downstairs. And, and then I said, over the microphone, I said, I cannot come downstairs. I'm busy. I'm producing this show. I'm in the control room. Leave. And then he, he says, well, there's something you're involved in. Young in your younger days, and if you don't come out here right now, uh, I said, I want you to tell you to your face, but if you don't come right now, the whole world's going to know before you do. So I came out quick. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, I came, came out, and then all of a sudden said, Randy, we understand, and this is all true. People in Jones World know that I understand stand that in your younger days, you a little bit on the wild side, and I kind of played it last. Let's not talk about that now. And he said, well, but we understand you're getting your life back together, and that uh, you even teach a youth group in a Sunday school class, and I did. And I said, yes, that's absolutely what you're doing. But back in, uh, in the, the day, you kind of ran around a little bit, drank a little bit, and I said, uh-huh. He said, you had pretty good luck with the women, didn't you, Randy, back in the day? And I kind of, well, you know, did not take it. I said, come on now, come on now. And then I said, get out of here. I got a television. This ain't Days of Our Lives. Right. Of course, I said Days of Our Lives because it's an NBC right. uh, good job. Uh, soap opera. So I was plugging <laughs> the, the, the Channel 5 show. But anyway, I'm saying, this is not Days of Our Lives, man. What's wrong with you? And uh, then he's, uh, he says, Says, well, said back in the day. So, do you remember Julie? And all of a sudden, I looked shocked. And then he said, I believe you call, uh, you called her Easy Money. And then, <laughs> oh so I was uh, to- totally shocked. And he says, Easy Money, Julie, is oh my mom. And you're my dad. It gave me a big freaking hug. <laughs> so finally, I said, that couldn't be true. I said, there's no way in hell you're, or you're sorry asking me my son. I refuse to believe that. And so he asked me to do a, a, a blood test. Right. And so Dave Brown said, Randy, said, I'm sure it's not true. He said, I'm sure it's not true. true. I said, I'll do a blood test. And so I might have done that the se- second week in the second. The second week, um, he brought Easy Money out right in the middle, uh, and that's when we did the the blood blood test uh, thing, and, and it it was just soap opera, man. 
and the the story made sense uh, every week. So all of a sudden he changed his name to C.B. Hales. <laughs> <laughs> and then because I had so much personal issues and I had that the the uh, unbeknownst to me, but when we had a FedEx delivery, he freaking got to it before I did and then fixed the results and said that he was my son. So so I I was uh, totally distracted, kind of like I am now because I'm looking for uh, a picture. Uh, uh, but anyway, he, he then he started bossing people around. He started being the promoter. He started being the booker. He, he started a storyline version of, of that. And uh, so finally it came out in the... Uh, the watch I get became suspicious. I th- decided it was just a power pro. Uh, uh, so I, on t- TV, I got the right results. They were lying. Not uh, not only did I beat up him, I beat up Julie. <laughs> I beat up Easy Money. <laughs> I, re- I remember, man, Dave Brown was mad at me. D- Dave didn't. He liked the story. He just didn't like the fact fact the the promoter uh, hitting the. Hidden woman, yeah, that wasn't bad at all. And I'm looking for this, and I cannot find it. We're almost done, I promise. I know I keep saying that. Okay. So, any other question? Well, let's do one more. Let's do one more question. You got another question for him? Make I've, it up if you don't. I've asked most of mine. I know I got his phone number, so I'm calling him when we run. Hey, right? I don't know. We'll need a commissioner, that's for sure. I don't know what happened. I'm looking at my deleted. Uh, pictures and all my deleted. Yeah, be careful what you show now. No, I was. <laughs> I just. I'll tell you who Easy Money was. At the time, she was dating Tony Falk, and uh, so I told Tony or Brandon did. Said Tony, you have a girl, and this is a pretty good sized girl, and I always like good sized girls. Anyway, uh, but, but anyway, Easy Money, and uh, of course she's 20 years older there, but it's Tony's girlfriend. So. Last time I went to Nashville was Eddie Marlin's birthday. That's why I went. We might have covered that. Uh, but it was Tony's birthday, too. So I met Tony, and he brought easy money. Uh, well, oh, so that's where that picture was from. Okay. Oh, you saw the picture? Saw that's, the picture. that's easy money. Oh. I don't, I deleted it. So you could. I don't know what the hell. I'm sure I, I can pull it up on I don't Facebook. Know, I don't, yeah, your Facebook stock girl over here can, can find that. <laughs> but anyway, right. so, so it was cool. Uh, that So I always... We, we're at this, I don't know where, a steakhouse. Uh, and so, so the server young guy and, you know, the wrestling business guy, you screw with the server, you know. Anyway, uh, but, but anyway, uh, of course, she's 20 years older there, but it's Tony's girlfriend. So last time I went to Nashville, it was Eddie Barlow's birthday. That's why I went. We might have covered that. Uh, but it was Tony's birthday, too, so I met Tony. And he brought easy money. Uh, oh, so that's where that picture was from. Okay. Oh, you saw the picture? Saw that, picture. That's easy money. Oh. I, don't, I deleted it. So you can, I don't know what the hell. I'm sure I, I can pull what, it up on the Facebook page. Yeah, your Facebook stalker over here can find that. <laughs> but anyway, right. so, so it was cool. Uh, that, so I always, we, we're at this, I don't know, we're a steakhouse. Uh, and so, so the sir, young guy, and, you know, the, Wrestling business guy, you screw with so you know think right. you make them think you're crazy. You, you, make, you make them crazy. You make them think you're crazy because you are uh, crazy. But I was telling telling me yesterday, said yeah, I don't know about this. This is a moment years ago. 
would hover around with her when I was younger. Then later on, 20 years later, she said uh, that uh, she uh, uh, she had my kid. I said, didn't tell me for 20 years. So I'm doing a good, uh, the guys, this black guy, the guys getting over here. I was a father of my kid. Uh, I was a father of her kid and the guy, was, you know, and, and shot. I said, but finally, I said, she told me to take a, uh, a test or a paternity test. So I did. Then she stole the FedEx thing. I said, oh, she is. <laughs> to the guy, right? I said, I said, I thought I was this goofball's uh, dad. I said, he's trying to sell my, steal my company. And I, I said, this bitch here you're talking to, trying to steal my company. I said, but finally, I said, I did my own test. And when I found out right on live television, I beat the shit out of the guy that said it was my son. And I beat the shit out of her. And it just, <laughs> and I never smartened him up. <laughs> Let's wrap this up. Alright, brother. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, this has been a wonderful episode. I've got a lot of editing to do to get know, some of the, the background noise out. But, but the very, very close, I need to do it. So what, you say goodbye and then let me say goodbye. Let him finish. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, Gabriel Vine Titanic, we're going to hand it over to Randy Hales. The owner, founder, and president of Power Pro Wrestling. For Gabriel. Get it right? Yes, sir. And for Riley. For Riley and for Carl. And for Lance Russell and Dave Brown, this is Randy Hale saying bye-bye, everybody.